Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here on a beautiful Saturday night. Grateful that you're here wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, I'm here with two other Infinity Bros. First of all, Infinity Bro, Robbie. Robbie, how you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm doing great. Happy to be here after a, a very long... Before we introduce our next guest, obviously this week and, and previous weeks uh, in the state of Minnesota, they've pushed our season into Saturday, into Saturday, spring. They just moved it to on Saturday. No, um, they moved it to spring and... I coach, for those that don't know, I coach here in the town I live in as well. How has your team responded to that? How have things been going for you in coaching with that? Uh, our team's responded really well. We actually had a camp all last week. Um, so we were two days into camp, and then we got the news. Um, and our kids came. Everyone came back to camp. Everyone was excited still. Our kids, I, it, honestly, our, our third day, which would have been the, after all the news, was probably our best day of camp. And I think it goes to show uh, we have a really good group of kids, um, a lot of good leaders, and they are they are willing to put in the work, even if it means that work has to wait till next spring. That's a huge bummer. So, well, good. Keep it up. He's wearing this coaching shirt, so I had to ask that question. And then the other Infinity Bro uh, we have is Infinity Bro Zane. Zane, welcome back. Uh, thank you. I'm uh, happy to be here. Feel uh, feel real honored. How honored do you feel? Oh, like six out of six. Hey, whoa, don't be using the rating system yet. We haven't explained it. <laughs> That's, yeah, people don't uh, know what that means. They're is, just like tuning in. This is the Zane rating system. Somewhere Scott Higg is offended. <laughs> Good. How many, Zane, I feel like your rating system is just on a scale of one to three Twinkies. But like you're the kind of guy that goes off the rails with it. You're like 20 Twinkies. And you're like, but I thought it was one to three. And you're like, no, 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 57 Twinkies. My rating system changes every day, so. Yeah, it would. It truly would drive <laughs> Scott Higa nuts. Depends on the amount of Mountain Dew and Doritos dust you've had. Well, you don't eat the Doritos dust. You eat the chips, then you get the dust, Robbie. Have you never eaten Doritos before? Yeah, but then you have the <laughs> dust left over, and then you consume it. <laughs> so I'm not talking about the chips. I'm talking about you then consuming inches of dust off of your fingertips <laughs> how much Dorito dust do you think i get on my fingertips like i don't know there's something it's, it's, it's just it's for you to tell us tell us i actually think it could we actually like could you get an inch of doritos dust on your fingers you could try i'm gonna i'm gonna find out and get back to you guys all right speaking of doritos dust i know brie larson was catching a lot of heat for showing her <sighs> ps4 controllers in were you one of those guys that was super offended that her controller was clean? Not at all, because I'm actually super, like, I hate dirty controllers, so I actually really like to see that. Like, I cannot, like, my hands need to be clean when I pick up my controller to play. I can't stand people that grab a controller when their hands are dirty or anything, because, like, your controllers don't last as long. Like, I, so I loved it. I love to see a clean controller. That didn't make any sense. Like, we're going right. to gatekeep video games. Right. Also, she's rich. Like, someone was like, oh, how many systems do you have? Most people by now have all the systems. Or at least two of the three systems. Right. It's not a big deal. And she can buy as many controllers as she freaking wants. Right. It's like people try to find stuff to hate, and you're like, this isn't even, like, a good argument. Like, oh, wow, you have a new controller. Uh, you're such a noob. It's like, 
I would love to have a new controller. Like, how is if I had that much money, I would have a controller for every single game I play. <laughs> right, its own controller. Like, why not? Yeah, she's kind of one of us too, a little bit, right? Like, she owns a Switch. She plays kind of some of the classic games. She's a big Nintendo fan. If you've watched some of her interviews and, and read some of her stuff, she seems to be a pretty down to earth person. Whether you d- agree or disagree with her politics, or don't like or like Captain Marvel. When you're getting that Marvel check, though, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't matter how many systems you have. There are people making five digits worth of salary that have several game consoles. So I don't think it's crazy for her to have that. I agree with you guys. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, well, enough about Brie Larson. Welcome to the Infinity Bro Podcast. We're super grateful you're here, as we said at the top of the show. We've got a busy and exciting show today. Lots of news to get to. Um, With Robbie here, we finally have the chance to talk some DC news with him. Robbie, we're going to kind of do some predicting for DC FanDome coming up on the 22nd. Uh, We're going to get into the Apple versus Fortnite news. And then apparently there is a rumor that a very famous Marvel villain will be in Ant-Man 3. We will tease that potentially in little bits. And then uh, we'll do some hot or snot. I'm going to review the Dominion comic book that just came out, Chapter 1. Give my rating of that. Uh, if you've checked us out on our social media platforms, you know we've been marketing that. And then we will end the show with our top five most anticipated and hopeful announcements from DC Fandome. But let's dive into nerd news to start, which is what we talk about in pop culture, the news that is important to us. And uh, we're going to start with the big news that Apple and the creators of Fortnite are going head to head at Epic Games. Uh, this article I'm reading comes from CNN. You can see it in the show notes. Fortnite maker Epic Games sent shockwaves through the tech industry this week when it sued Apple and Google, claiming both companies' app stores are monopolies. If Epic were to win the lawsuits, Apple and Google would be required to overhaul their businesses by making their app stores more favorable to developers. The controversy arose Thursday when both Apple and Google kicked Fortnite out of their app stores. The companies claimed Epic violated their guidelines by announcing a way for players to buy in-game currency outside their proprietary proprietary payment systems. That was really well done. That was well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm here all day. Um, The gaming company was prepared for battle. Epic quickly filed its suits and released a video parodying Apple's iconic 1984 ad. Pause. Robbie and Zane, did you see that clip from Fortnite? Yes. Brilliant move. Well done. Just brilliant. (laughs) Clever. I thought it was very clever. We'll rate it in a bit. Um, It also threw Google's Don't Be Evil slogan back at the tech company and accused the firm of having relegated its motto to nearly an afterthought. Apple and Google have not commented on Epic Games' lawsuit, but they both pointed out that their their guidelines are aimed for all developers to keep the store safe from security risk. You can read more quotes and other items on this article by clicking the link in our show notes. But before we talk about this and rate this, we want to make sure you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things here on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Snap. All right, we're going to start with you, Robbie. First off, I'd love for you to rate the 1984 parody ad they had of Apple. But also, what is your thoughts on this news and whose side are you on? 
Uh, the ad is a six out of six because I love that they were just so prepared. Like they knew, like as soon as they did this, that they were gonna get attacked by Apple, and they're like, "Well, we got this." Just sent that out there, and more and more shockwaves. Um, I am on Epic side here. I I finally sat down and uh, I read kind of the entire timeline of all of this that's happened, and um, once you get when you get through all the mess that's just Epic versus Apple and Google, it really comes down to Apple and Google are taking, what is it? It's like 30% cut off the top, no matter what from the, 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 the V bucks or whatever that they're asking. So like if you spend $10 to get a thousand V bucks, Apple and Google get 30% of that right off the top, which for a company like Epic probably isn't huge because they're, um, already making a good amount of money and their developing is already you know kind of set in stone they know what they're kind of doing but when you look like and this is why i'm on epic side or on epic side is because they're doing it for the little guy the little guy can't have 30 percent being taken off the top while they're trying to develop a game where they don't really know if they're making money because now you cut them down to 70 percent of all the money they have trying to make their game better so if their game is struggling already and you take 30%, they don't have that extra 30% to try and make their game better, which obviously is what the Monopoly is all about. Um, so yeah, I'm 100% on Epic side. I don't know how they win because they technically did break the guidelines that Google and Apple uh, have in place. But I think it will send ripples and I think it will change things because I think, I think Apple and Google are going to look bad no matter what happens. Android, which is open source but owned by Google, controls 85% of the global operating system market, while Apple has 15%, according to the IDC. Zane, whose side are you on in this, and how happy or upset are you that Android has 85%? I know you're an Android user. What are your thoughts on that? No, I think Epic has a great point, and they're you know, kind of standing up a bit for that the little guy on things because yeah, you got them, you know, skimming just off the top. And, um, I think they can set. Yeah. Like Robbie said, I don't understand necessarily know how the proceedings are going to go forward or even if this is a winnable thing, but it might be enough to bring this to the forefront that people can kind of look at this and be like, well, maybe we can approach this differently or figure out a different way of, of doing this. Um, yeah, I'm definitely more of an Android guy for sure over Apple, but at the same time too, it's just like, I, I think Epic has more standing. And so like in this, yeah, I'm all for what Epic's doing and hopefully they can make stuff easier, even for little guys who are trying to get, you know, their games out there. And at the end of the day too, this is, you're talking about stuff on a mobile platform, which doesn't really affect, like, I don't really care, but Epic's got a point, and so I can I can stand behind that. What'd you give the 1984 trailers, Zane? Oh, that's still six out of six. Like like Robbie right. said, it's like you, they had that in the holster, ready to go. They knew Epic mm-hmm. was gonna, and then all of a sudden, just bang, just like, all right, we're we're ready for you. <laughs> that was that was clever, but like I also feel like that was totally in the vein of what Epic has done, even for how they've moved and flowed with Fortnite. Like that was such an epic epic literally pun intended response to it like they were just ready to go 
Yeah, I don't know how much more I can add in regards to what you guys are talking about. I mean, I, I, I would echo everything you're saying. It's an infinity snap of the 1984 trailer. I give it a six out of six as well. Monopolies, especially in regards to tech and information, scare me. And this is just a small micro example. Obviously, this isn't like a political example. But I do think uh, Epic Games has a point here. Fortnite is is a free game. And I think that's a really important thing people have to understand with this argument. Apple and Android have capabilities of supporting and creating income and revenue and cash flow from other games and gaming ways. I know Apple in particular has launched in the last year their arcade platform, which basically you can you know, pay in, get a subscription, then you have access to all these air quote premier games. I, I don't use it as an Apple user, but I know that's something they're trying to prop up, and I think this is part of that. So I would echo everything you guys are saying. I hope Fortnite and Epic Games can get a win here, but I'm with you too, Robbie. I don't know how legally they walk out of this when they signed the contract. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were getting into, and if you can't go directly into the 14-year-old fresh out of middle school kid's phone or the 18-year-old Twitch streamer or the 24-year-old Twitch streamer who's right now busy playing games like Fall Guys that just came out, and you're trying to keep that guy or that girl's attention, I have a very hard time wrapping my head around how that's going to work for them long term. But Fortnite continues to do the one thing. This this is our fourth time we've led a show in nerd news with a Fortnite story. They are, aside from the MCU and the DC Cinematic Universe... One of the most popular stories we talk about on this show. And that goes to show in the two-year existence of this show, they consistently show up in the news. So I don't doubt that they can make it through. I just have a difficult time myself seeing how that will happen. It'll be interesting. Any other comments before we go to the next topic? What you're leading to is they're, prob- they're probably going to be okay no matter what happens if they're not on the Google Store or on the, on the Apple Store. Like I think, And they, they know that. Because they wouldn't do this move without understanding we might not be back on mobile. So I think it's it's a little loss for them. Like, yeah, probably they're going to lose a good amount of money. But I think, uh, and why obviously I think we're all on the same side here, is that they're standing up for a little guy that can't make that much money on other devices. So I, I think it's, even if they lose, it's a big deal. Go Epic Games, go Fortnite, keep doing it. I wonder, too, if maybe part of this is a bit of a gambit, because Epic has their own store, which they launched along with Steam. Like, what if they go into the mobile market, then, that games then get put on the Epic market, you know? Sure. I don't know where they're standing in there, but, like, what if they brought that to mobile, and then people could still go through there, or, you know, develop their apps and put them on their Epic store, on mobile like yeah because the argument all is it's it's basically just if you're going to take 30 percent, have it be 30 percent of profits right like that's the argument it's not 30 percent of whatever the price is it's 30 percent of actual money made like that's what they the want. net yeah yeah What's your that's, net income right that's what that's what fortnite is or epic games is fighting for whereas apple and google are just no matter what you're doing we have 30 percent. so yeah i that'd be i i would 100 percent subscribe to an epic account where that's the deal where you know the money's actually going into the hands of the developer so that they can make whatever game you're interested in better right this is the age to do it yeah which is big um social media is on your side i think politically right now monopolies and big businesses are kind of under heat 
I, I would agree. This is probably your best bet to do it. Um, if you're going to take that risk, I still don't fiscally see how it will work out, but we'll see. I, I, I don't know. Let's head over to DC Fandom. We're going to talk about this in our top five later and give our top five most anticipated um, stories or things coming from this, but we're also going to be predicting what we think will come from that. Um, but DC Fandom, for those that don't know, is a virtual event dedicated to all things for the DC Universe, whether it be comics, films, games, or TV shows. This will be a 24-hour event that will feature over 100 hours of programming for fans to take part in. This includes panels with people from DC Productions, exclusive world premieres, behind-the-scene looks at worlds, characters from the DC Universe, fan-curated content, and more. Um, the article that I have shared, it's from IGN. It's just a complete list of everything. I would go through the list on this show, but I would probably need 10 minutes to go yeah, through it it's all. Huge. Legitimately, it's so long. Some of the things that I'd highlight, though, Hall of Heroes is where all the major programming will happen, such as new content and panels about mm -hmm. DC shows. Watchverse uh, features four live theaters like McDuffie's Dakota, which will be celebrating black nerd culture and its global impact where fans can watch hours of DC content. Uverse excuse me, puts the fans at the forefront and displays their art, cosplay, and other fan-made content inspired by the characters and worlds in the DC universe. Insiderverse, where fans can take behind-the-scenes looks at their favorite DC shows, comics, games, and more. Funverse is an interactive space where fans can get free digital comics, buy merchandise, and participate in other air quote fun activities. I don't know what that means. Uh, and Kidverse will be a verse made just for kids, features the Teen Titans Tower, and DC Heroes Girls Super Sweet Justice Cafe. Um, Robbie, we're going to start with you. I know you're a huge DC fan along with Infinity Bro Mark on this on this show. What is your rating of DC Fandom in your like hype level? Let's let's rate your hype level. Maybe yeah, that's the hype what I'll level. Say. Yeah. What's your hype level of DC Fandom right now? And without talking about your top five, what are some highlights and things that? What are some expectations that you are looking for with this and this twenty-four hour time frame? My hype level after finally sitting down and reading and looking at the schedule and everything, it, 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 my hype level is a six. I think it sounds like a great idea. I think it sounds a thousand times better than what San Diego Comic-Con did, which was kind of crap. <laughs> um, if, you, if you've if you read into what kind of happened with that or looked at how that all worked, like it was just pre-recorded videos and that's all it was. Whereas this is actually like a virtual world that you get to go into and select where you want to go and what you want to do and what you want to watch. And there's like, I, I, I saw somewhere where there's like, you can get like achievements for things that you're doing. Um, you can like go to certain areas and like buy stuff and like actually put it into your cart kind of thing. So like this is actually like a virtual Comic-Con, but it's only right. DC. Like it's brilliant. And so my hype level is a six. My, I guess my hesit my only hesitation is will it work correctly for that hype level? Because on paper it sounds amazing. Like it sounds like a, like almost like a, interactive type video game kind of like a how i was picturing it was like you're on google maps and you're like walking down the street kind of thing i don't know if that's necessarily what it is but that's kind of my hype level for it um i'm really excited for all the trailers that are coming out without like giving up our top five 
but we know that we're going to see a lot of trailers. I mean, there's we have Suicide Squad coming up, Suicide Squad game coming up. Uh, Black Adam stuff is reportedly going on. Uh, you know, the Batman stuff is coming up. Like, there's is there Black Adam stuff coming, or is it just like, hey, we've picked this person to play this? There's a Black Adam panel, which and DC has done this. Even if things are two years behind, DC will give something. I I talked about this on a previous episode, so I'm not going to talk about it more than that. But just my comment to you on that would be, give me a trailer or be quiet about Black Adam. I I, I remember you talking about that, and I I 100% agree because they've been talking about it for what two year two or three years already. Oh, The Rock's been talking about it for longer. No, I know, yeah. but yeah, whenever it was announced, but now The Rock is like every other post on Instagram is getting ready for Black Adam. Like, dude, you're you're just working out. You're always working out. That's like your thing. <laughs> like, you're working out and you have a goal. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I'm very excited for all of it. Like, I, I hope to dive into this early and get as much out of it as I can through mobile or whatever during our draft day which is a whole another argument or i'm sure we'll have a fun conversation about this at the draft day of our fantasy football league um i'm sure this will come up in conversation i kind of look at it too robbie with what you're saying as pokemon go um how that world works like if it was more interactive like if you could move that person a little more right right that's how i've been in in my mind's eye looking at it at I don't know if that really paints a picture for some people of what this is going to be. I didn't know all the nooks and crannies of the stuff you're talking about. I knew that they were going to have different, you know, Teen Titans Towers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested as well. Zane, what is your hype level with this realistically? And do you feel like, just kind of Robbie alluded to this, is this kind of the future of previewing things that are coming for businesses like DC and Marvel who are just like, you know, creating universes or have multiverses layered in movies, film, games, comics, etc. I sure hope not. Uh I don't know. I just the whole bit of this, just the good old like I've been calling it the DC fan do me. Uh <laughs> it's just it's all gonna be flash with very little substance. It's going to be, oh my goodness, look at all these web pages. Look at, you can go look at this. You can go on this. But, like, Max is the whole thing. Like, okay, well, show me a trailer. I don't want to hear about you talking about Black Adam for half an hour. Show me something. I don't want to hear you talking about Matt Reeves' Batman for an hour telling us stuff we already know. Show me something. But that's what Comic-Con is. It's panels for days. Like that's I, But I'm Comic-Con sorry, I'm, I'm... is an all all overarching on all this stuff like that's that's what dc or marvel would go to comic-con to have this like when you're sure you're tent pulling this up that that's your whole thing it's just it 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 loses its luster i feel like because it's just all all panels for stuff it's like well well, show me stuff panels have their place but i want to see more than just what a panel is going to give me but i would argue that marvel has been doing this with d3 or, or what is it called d it's D3, right? What's that thing that they call that when they just don't go to well, Comic-Con, they well, go to the, their own thing? Well, it's their or, the D23. D23. But that's their whole Disney Expo, which is everything Disney. I understand that, but that's kind of the same realm. Obviously, DC is smaller than all of Disney. I, I get that. But that's kind of the same realm where they're going away from San Diego Comic-Con and they're thinking, hey, we can do this just by ourselves. And the schedule is good. Like, obviously... No one is going to sit around for all of these panels. But there's something for everyone, I think, is what I would allude to. I think the other thing of it, too, is if this is something that they can pivot into 
not just virtual, like an actual event. Because like if this mm-hmm. is just going to be a single thing, then all of a sudden they're back at Comic Con. I, like I said, it's it's flash no substance. If they can move away from this and be this, okay, we're going to make this an event every single year. Like, we're going to actually book out somewhere that you can come to and experience, sure. like, like the kid thing with the Teen Titans. Like, I want to see a mock-up of a Teen Titan that I can walk through, the Teen Titans Tower, or all sure. these things. Like, I don't want just this virtual, like I'm saying, it's flash no substance, everything virtual. Like, I want something it's a year, tangible. But it's a year of testing. It has to be, it has to be virtual. It's a good testing year. Well, right, right. Like, I'm not entirely saying it's bad from that aspect, but if they right. don't add to this and keep running with this, it just falls into the flash no substance. Like, give me, if you're going to go with this, commit to it and keep running with it. Like, just don't go away from it after a year. This is something they've had in their back pocket as an idea of. And COVID just revealed it or, and and maybe there's information I'm unaware of, which very well could be the case. They just, they just looked at what happened with COVID and went, we have to do something because they, in their minds knew that they were letting go of all those comic book creators, which was last week, Mm -hmm. a ton of DC writers were let go. So the, the DC comics division is not doing well. That's bad press. They needed to fill this with good press. I think this is a strategic plan, knowing that knowledge. The executives did. I kind of love this, Robbie. I'll be honest with you. I'm a six out of six on the idea of the platform. Mm-hmm. If everything that I'm reading is actually happening. Right. And five-year-old can go in and look at Teen Titans Go stuff. CW Teenage Girl can go watch, you know, a panel with the flash because that show is you know like every episode is the same episode mm-hmm. um or or guys like you and i or gals like like you know zane uh can can check out dc trailers and things for black adam and i think this could be a really big hit i'm fascinated to see how it goes well i'm yeah like if you click on funverse like you, like I can have my kids sitting with me, and I we can click on Funverse, and there's like there's art, there's Explore the Batcave, there's uh, like interactive kiosks, there's a comic reader, there's a selfie stations, which I would assume would be like a Snapchat type filter, like right, like this this can work, and that that's my hesitation. So like, I you and me are in agreement, but I I understand Zane's hesitation because it could be a massive failure. I, I have a very hard time in this COVID world seeing it as a failure simply because like doing something right now is better than a lot of other things. I'm not saying failure as a platform. I'm saying failure as an execution. If it doesn't work like it's supposed to is, is my thought to, of to keep to the it. phrasing that Zane would say all flash, no substance. Right. I think that's what and, and that is DC's. MO, I think, the last couple of years anyway, right? Especially with movies like Justice League. I would say with movies, yeah, but everything else. I, but, I, yeah, with comics, I think some comics people feel that way. They, I, with Deceased, I know people have been up and down about it. Well, if you some look at comic really like numbers, it, they're doing a lot better than Marvel in case For of sure. actual numbers. Like, I'm just talking off reviews. I'm talking off of what people are saying. The medium of comics is what's hurting. I don't think it's necessarily a DC. I think that's a different conversation. It's not necessarily That's across DC. the board. Yeah, that's it's across the all board. comics. It's not just DC. Which was an interesting right. thing to talk about. Like, Granted, I just kind of like glanced, scanned through this whole the, the lineup that they're doing. Doesn't it seem like there's a very little they are showcasing in line of actual comics? I understand you want to like focus on your shows and movies, but I also feel like with the state of comics, they have they have other stuff for comics. Oh, do they? I guess, like I said, I just I 
only glance through it. Yeah. So on the article that I've showed here, Zane, make sure you go to the show notes, Zane. You'll see yeah. it. And and for those that are listening, you'll be able to check this out. They have an all day thing for literally every comic lineup they're coming up with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's with the writers and it's previewing that. So gotcha. it's there. Gotcha. But that's how deep this is, yeah. which is what really impresses me. Right. But Robbie, you bring a great point up. Hundreds of hours either is going to require, and they probably have done this to be honest, lots of pre-recordings, which I'm assuming they've For sure. done. For sure. But also that a worst case scenario, doomsday scenario is that app opens and it crashes. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm that's what I'm worried and about. That's what I'm scared of. Because like on paper, it sounds amazing. I get to click on in and then I'm in. Like I get to do all these fun things. But like if I click. If I try to click on it and I get a kicked out boot or waiting in line or we're waiting, you're waiting, your the app has crashed, whatever, our servers are down, like then it's a failure because it's a 24-hour thing and that's it. Right. It's just so difficult with all the shakeups that are happening with DC and it's really weird to me. What a strange time to be a DC fan when you're hearing that these DC writers who are making, I, I think the last five years of comics have been great in DC, Robbie. Mm-hmm. I've had some, there's been some great runs that I've enjoyed. I referenced Deceased before. I really enjoyed that lineup. I loved what they did with Watchmen. I think they've done some really great stuff. And I just think it's really fascinating. <laughs> this is, and, and even some of the movies like Shazam, we talked about Shazam. Shazam was really good, and they haven't really doubled down on it. I thought Aquaman was okay, but it had a really successful box office. Um, I think the CW shows, Crisis on Infinite Earths, they got great numbers. Did it execute well? No, but they got great numbers, and that's what they wanted. It has so, a following. Like That's what you want. It has a following. Yes, exactly. And so. what we're alluding to is DC we'll do these awesome things and like like Zane was saying but then they won't follow up the next year with it. Right. And and they seem to really spread themselves too thin. Right. We got a good like. Shazam movie. It's been 2 years. No word of a Shazam coming out for another year or two. Go back even farther. We got a Fantastic Man of Steel and where has that gotten us? Like not in any lineup, no talk of it at right. all. I will defend the Man of Steel argument by saying Batman versus Superman and then Justice League and obviously now they're going back to a Snyder cut of Justice League. I think they tried, and I think they failed, and I think that pushed them away from keeping going. So I don't think that's a fair argument. I know you and me and Mark and other people, we want <laughs> we want Man of Steel 2. That's what we yeah. wanted. We right. didn't really but, – but the argument could have also been made that if they made Man of Steel 2, that we were going to walk out of there going, we want a Justice League movie now. So I don't know, to be honest as fans, how fair that argument that, that specific case is. But I'm with you, Robbie. I think they've just spread the – the butter too far on the bread. I think that's where they are. And unlike Marvel, where Marvel really focuses on those movies, and now they're starting to go to, to TV shows. Now they're starting to slowly branch out. I, I hope I hope that DC can get some depth. Because even shows like Teen Titans Go, man, that's a good show. It's got it's a, a lot of show. success. Their movie did a great job. That it movie got was really, hilarious. I thought it was great. It's a very funny movie. It has a very high Rotten Tomatoes score. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people <laughs> to hear, but it does. And so I just, just think like it's, Birds of Prey. Weird. Uh, Birds of Prey was garbage, <laughs> but I know you guys like it. It if it, it, it's any consolation, Birds of Prey pro- proves that uh, Rotten Tomatoes is not all knowing. You are right. I was wrong. Yeah, just, um, just speaking of shakeups and crazy things for the DC world, uh, over the last week, this article comes from End Gadget. Uh, over the last week, a Warner Media shakeup at the executive level level was followed up 
with significant layoffs affecting a majority of the people working for the DC Universe streaming service. We we alluded to that previously in our previous story. Former Hulu exec and now Warner Media CEO Jason Clark explained that as part of AT&T, the plan is to focus on its HBO Max service. So the article goes on to read that basically all the content on the DC Universe app is now going to HBO Max. So if you're an HBO Max user, you're excited about this. If you're somebody who's been subscribing to DC Universe, you're like, what the heck? Um, Robbie, I'll start with you again. What's your thoughts on this story, man? I love it. I, I, I love that the content is going to HBO Max. It's it's one less subscription for me, which is huge. Um, I, I had the DC Universe app for six months or so, and... and I enjoyed it. There's like the shows on there are good. Like they're it's good quality stuff. And the really the cool thing that I that I'm sad about um, is I'm assuming that since they'll be switching other content over to HBO Max, we won't we will no longer be getting like the free comics that they were putting on the DC Universe app, um, which was which was basically their version of uh, the Marvel Unlimited where you could read just free comics, which, which is that also got canceled. Yeah. Which, which is, that still surprised me. Like, why isn't that becoming the medium anymore? I don't know. But, um, but no, I think it's good. I, I, DC, the DC Universe app never made any sense to me. Like, there's not enough content for people, I didn't think. Like, why wouldn't it be like a WB Universe app? That would have made more sense. Um, but going to HBO Max is, is a great idea. They can put out more adult shows like they should be doing. And hopefully it keeps a lot of those uh, uh, shows alive is the big thing. And then maybe we'll get, you know, Swamp Thing season two eventually someday. I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe HBO is the platform to do it. I would say HBO is perfect for that kind of hero. Zane. Uh, Well, first question. Are you mad at all that HBO is going by HBO Max? I was going to ask you that. I didn't. I didn't. It was low-hanging fruit. I didn't go for it. Are you going to refuse to get that subscription Do you have HBO Max? Are you mad about it? I do have HBO Max, actually. Max. Um, Wait, wait. wait. Max, does that that make you mad? (laughs) For those that don't know, I, my whole life, anytime I meet a new person. Here we go. Hey, how you doing? I'm Kyle. Oh, Kyle, nice to meet you. I'm Max. Oh, Mad Max, huh? (laughs) And at some point, sanity is gone when people do this. And so, yeah, so Mad Max is uh, one out of six, and I've never seen it, and I don't care to see it (laughs) simply because of this logic. Every time I see you, I'm going to just walk up to you and go, hey, Max, do you like, or hey, do you like HBO, Max? The thing is, is I actually do like HBO Max, and so you are you, correct in the sense of stuff on it's amazing, right? But nobody in my my life in my life was calling me out, going like HBO Max, right? Like, well, whatever. New. That's that's new. It's whatever. But the Mad Max joke is all of my life. It's so bad. Well, Kyles um, are punching drywall now, drinking a monster, Kyles, so. Karens, Todds, all of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm with you guys. I'm I'm happy as an HBO Max subscriber that I have it. Um, I I couldn't be more excited about it. Doom Patrol is one show that I haven't seen, but I've seen clips of it on YouTube, 
and it very much intrigues me. It it seems very, very wild with the clips I've seen. And so I'm just kind of prepping for a Christmas or Thanksgiving season to dive into that world. And um, I'm really excited about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about those those propositions. Obviously, getting some of those shows like Harley Quinn, the cartoon Harley Quinn. I have watched that show, by have the way. You? I really I really enjoy that show. Never put that in my hot or snot. I've just kind of gradually watched it, and I would call it a three out of six. It's middle of the pack. It's not. I've heard worth... it's very, uh, very uh, crude humor. Is that correct? Very crude. Yeah. They make a very bold choice to have her and Poison Ivy be in relationship. It's not bold if you've read the comics, but it's bold in the sense of the the world. I would say, I, I just think it's bold to to do it with that with Poison Ivy on a TV show medium. I'm interested to see what they do in season three with that um yeah i i i would totally say that this show this is a great move for dc i'm excited about it six out of six this i'm handing out sixes left and right today it feels like but i give it again i think i think dc is heading the right way and my hype level right now for all of this dc stuff robbie is where i was the minute the trailer for batman versus superman came out years ago what a good trailer huh that's a great trailer. A great it trailer. is not indicative of the film we got. However, that is the feeling I have right now, and I'm encouraged by that. And and I'm I I didn't think DC could get me back there with some of the choices they've made recently, and with some of the bland things they've done. Like I really felt Aquaman was bland, and I I know you guys enjoyed Birds of Prey. I was not a fan of that movie, but I'm pretty geeked about all this. This is these are good moves to happen. And it seems like in an age where people aren't creating content or giving me content, DC is giving me content. So I'm I'm pleased by that stance. I would say all that. flash, no substance. Speaking of uh, <laughs> shows that Zane likes, there was no transition there. Robbie and I were just awkwardly looking at each other, like, "All right, well, Zane ruined that." Good uh, one, Zane. You really got him. <laughs> Zane, good news, man. What's that? The Witcher season two is about to film on Oof. August seventeenth. Hype, get hype. The bad news is it was supposed to, you know, record and film right. a couple of months right. ago, right? And then COVID hit. Uh, you could read the rest of the article from Forbes. I don't need to read past that. Those are the two things we need to talk about. I don't watch The Witcher, so I'll stay out of this one. Zane, what's your hype level for The Witcher season two, and what are you looking forward to with this show? Season two, I mean, six out of six. Like the season one was such a fantastic watch, and they took a lot of the storytelling, and it got kind of confusing connecting all three of the stories but now season two they got it's where it needed to go and now for season two they're like all right let's launch off from here and i'm excited to see what they can do we're finally gonna get with everyone connected it slayed the foundation and now we can start building on that yeah uh everything zane said if you can have uh, a season one that to most people was very confusing to follow and the show is still a hit. Like you definitely have laid a really good foundation. Um, so yeah, we're really excited for season two. I've I have ever since uh, I've started playing The Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt, I dove right in. I read or I listened Audible dot com. Uh, they're not a sponsor, but they should be. I've I listened to I think three or four of the books in the series that they have for The Witcher. Um, so yeah, I dove right in. I'm all in on the entire Witcher universe. Um, 
and Henry Cavill is, is amazing in that role and just keep it coming. Just that that's going to be one of a uh, I think that's going to be one of Netflix's staple shows. It's going to be up there with Stranger Things when you talk about Netflix greatest shows ever. I think it's going to be up there. I think it's good. It's really good. I think I think it has that chance. That's bold, yeah. I I'm shocked to hear that, but I I believe it. Hearing what people say about The Witcher, I believe it. It'll be fascinating to see. Let's head over to Little Bits. <laughs> Little Bits is where we talk about the rumors we've been hearing that have intrigued us. It felt like for a while with Nerd News, we were kind of putting rumors in there. And then we'd find out like two weeks later they weren't true. So it was like sad. Right. So I feel like this is perfect. We could put anything we want in Little Bits, to be honest. Like you could totally lie. Oh, yeah. About something on this. Like you could say I heard this on Little Bits and no one could get after you on that. I'm pretty sure the news I sent yesterday was just totally made up. Someone just decided to write an article and they were like, oh, okay, cool. We'll send it off. We'll send it off to the Infinity Bros. We'll little, we'll little bit t- that's literally the one we're leading off with. It's a conversation starter. <laughs> Boo. CGI Critter King. <laughs> he is the CGI Critter King. This is true. So it's perfect for him. If this is true, that's a, it's a huge win. I, I sometimes I look at James Marsden and he he kind of has that cookie he has the cookie cutter jawline you want from a comic book hero. Um, I I think we can all agree his his obviously his acting career probably isn't as crazy good as we would hope. I don't know. Westworld's a pretty he has a really strong role in that show. Yeah, but but it's you know he's you know he's fourth fifth sixth fiddle kind of thing in in westworld um whereas he would be you know 1a to john stewart's 1b kind of thing in this world um so so that's my only little concern if this is true and it's from we got this covered we've talked about this with a couple different people though and robbie i want to hear your take is hal jordan or um I guess who's your Green Lantern? That's the question I have. Because maybe it's not. Maybe it's not either of them. Is it Hal Jordan or is it John Stewart? And maybe it's someone else. Who's your Green Lantern? As a kid, I would probably say Hal Jordan. But at the same time, now like thinking back, like as a kid, like I remember just John Stewart, like because of the anime, because of uh, Justice League Unlimited. Like he had more of a major impact on what happened in that show, especially with like his relationship with Hot Girl. There's more depth there and everything. Um, Whereas Hal Jordan, um, up until recent comics, was kind of like your general, I'm a fly boy risk taker guy. That that was basically all his mo. Whereas now he's he's very charismatic in in the comics and everything, which has you know fleshed out his character more and more. He's him teaming up with Flash and figuring things out, or his dynamic with Batman is is really interesting in the comics. 
So he he's can be more interesting, but if I if I wanted a show right now and I had to pick which one I'm going with, I would go with John Stewart. That would be my pick. All right, Robbie, you're saying John Stewart's your Green Lantern then because I, I think that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like 100%. if you're if you're saying you gotta pick one, it's John Stewart. Zan, what about you? Yeah, no, I would also have to say John Stewart. Like part of that just in the childhood is, yeah, from the Justice League. That's what built it more because back in the those days, yeah, it was what you watched. Like I really didn't read comics at all then and like mm-hmm. yeah, I knew Hal Jordan, but John Stewart's what you saw. John Stewart's what you watched, and I think that would just be a fantastic character to just to bring to the screen. And then we can also just leave Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. We'd be like, nah, stay over there. You're your own thing. We're going to go this way and do good. But you like Marsden too, Zane, don't you? Don't you think Marsden's a good fit here, hypothetically, or quotes for Hal Jordan? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not disagreeing on that. I just, like, if it was between Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart, I'd love for it to see Jon Stewart. But I think Marsden could do also a fantastic Hal Jordan. Like, I'm not saying I want one or the other. Like, I'm equally fine with either of them. But I would love to see Jon Stewart because, like... They'd have to go with one story, though. Don't right. you think here? At least to start Unless with. Unless you're doing a Green Lantern Corps series. No, if you're doing a cor- if you're doing Green Lantern Corps series, there, there's so much that you can dive into. I was going to say. Comes the yeah. Green Lantern then Corp. it's different. And that's what it is. But that's what it is. It's going to be the Green Lantern Corps. It's not just Green Lantern. It's Green Lantern right. Corps. Um, so, I, yeah. I think they could definitely have kind of that two-star dynamic um but like a buddy cop almost kind of yeah but i think john stewart would be the fan favorite i think marzen once again would kind of you know go to the backdrop everyone would be uh with like a what's his name i'm blinking uh the guy who they think is going to be john stewart what's his name oh uh yovan adepo right i think he would definitely rise up because he's one we haven't seen him much as an actor we know james marzen we know his work with CGI animals. <laughs> and you know that's a big that's a big uh that's a big thing to have if you're going to be in the Green Lantern Corp world because there's going to be a lot of CGI characters. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. work. It could work. It could work if it's true at all. I get about a I'm getting about a 7. uh 693 uh repeating of course uh, <laughs> chance of uh being real. For those that don't know, Yovana Defo played Will Reeves in Watchmen, so the black and white episode, the famous episode, to be honest, uh, where he he plays that controversial character. I'm not going to spoil any more than that. If you don't watch Watchmen, you need to go do that right now. You've already missed it. You'll know exactly what character I'm talking about. Uh, Dynamite, he's a great actor in that. I would be A-OK with him as my John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Would take that in a heartbeat. Let's keep moving forward. Little bits. Yes. This is the only like segment like that I won't ever probably make a bumper, <laughs> simply because we're gonna so do it. We can just right. do that every time. Right. And and if you're listening, you probably hate it, but we don't care. Yeah, Scott. Do they know the <laughs> reference? Do people understand the reference? Do we want to tell them? Oh, one hundred percent. We don't need to mansplain that reference. I don't. But think actually, is that a reference we want to keep now? My wife doesn't know it. My wife doesn't. But know that. she'll mm. never know it. My wife doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, no. Sarah will listen once in a while if I make her feel Same. Bad. My wife doesn't listen to it either. Yeah. Hey, Robert listens once in a while, okay? <laughs> Robert's <Come on>. listened, <laughs> yeah. Not regularly. Chad listened to the first episode. Yeah, then Max offended him. 
Yeah, then we all ridiculed him. Yeah, no one yeah. likes you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, Chad went after my boy Robbie, and then I said, literally, Chad, with that first name, you're gonna come guns hot at Robbie. Chad doesn't. Chad doesn't like Wreck It Ralph. That's also valid. Valid. That's a six out of six, right? Right. I love Wreck It Ralph. Great movie. His take on it is a zero. Is a fan fantastic though. But would you give Wreck It Ralph a six out of six? Me? Yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah. Disney movies. It's up there. Yeah, would you give it a six, Robbie? Gosh, I haven't thought about it. It's a five or a six. I'd have to rewatch. It's been a while. I'm just saying, it's either an infinity snap or it's not, right? It's a really good movie. It's getting it's high really, rating. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. I'm just saying, I that, that's a big deal. Um, We teased it at the top of the show, but apparently Dr. Doom is potentially getting looked at. This also comes from We Got This Covered, so keep that in mind. This is a little bit. But it apparently he will be going against the... <laughs> The Ant-Man in Ant-Man 3. Zane, I'm going to start with you. How realistic is this one on a percentage of 0 to 100%? 100% being like it's happening, I'm betting my life on it. 0% like what are you thinking? No way. Uh, I hope this is like negative 100% true. Because if you're going to bring him in as a villain, it better not be in freaking Ant-Man. No. Like, come on. It's It's such an... An epic villain, you don't bring him in in an Ant-Man movie. And then kill him. That's a terrible idea. Right, and then kill him. Like, no. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) I do love the... (laughs) Robbie, in our group chat this morning, right after it was shared. Did you share this, Robbie? I didn't share. I think Mark did last night, and then you saw this. Okay, okay. Well, Because I was waiting for someone to react, and no one did. I was like, I thought that was a good thing. They literally go go to the kitchen, get my coffee. Get my kid up, take a sip, open up my group chat, see the headline. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Read the article. Go back. First comment from Robbie. Are they going to kill him right away? I'm done. Yeah. I visibly spit it. Like particles were in the air. It was so funny. I I agree. Zane, what, um, what movie hypothetically or hero would you want Dr. Doom to premiere against? Well, I think Dr. Doom still gets my vote of what I want to bring in. He needs to be a phase villain. Like, what they did with Thanos and how they said all that. Like, Doctor Doom is another huge villain like that. That I don't want him just introduced in Ant-Man. Like, he needs to be introduced in something, like, bigger. I would love it if they're going to bring in, like, hey, like, Fantastic Four or tie-in like that. I know nothing's slated for that. But, like, he deserves to have kind of that pedestal and not just be kind of ushered in on, like, Ant-Man. Now, if you want to bring him in on, like, a post credit scene... Or, you know, to start introducing stuff that way. But you're bringing him as a main villain. He needs to be going against the big group. Or if you're going to do it in, like, a solo movie, like, it has to be Fantastic Four. Like, those, like, they're all connected. I feel like it'd be a great disservice if they do Fantastic Four or Doctor Doom and don't somehow have connections to each other. Who was the uh, villain in Iron Man 3? Mandarin? The the supposed villain in Iron Man 3? What if they meant... What if they Mandarin Doctor Doom? Even worse. We've already had like one like loved Iron Man villain that they decided to like poop on. Like, what if they just threw Doctor Doom into Ant Man and just pooped on him? I would be so upset. Like, I just like how could you do that? Like, Doctor Doom is one of the most iconic Marvel villains. They wouldn't. But I'm just I'm just saying hypothetically, what if they did? Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. How, like, Marvel's just like you know what we can do whatever we want. We're gonna poop on Doctor <laughs> Doom. <laughs> screw him we don't even like him we don't need him 
I've been watching a lot of New Girl, so I'm getting a lot of uh, Schmidt's antics up in there. <laughs> Dude, we're watching New Girl right now. What season no are way. you on? Uh, we're at the end of season two. Oh my gosh, we're like right at the beginning of season three. That's oh, We've literally it. been watching the same episode. It's funny yes. because I literally just finished watching through New Girl. So <gasps> yes. we're all connected. That's great. And then We are friends. We are friends. <laughs> youths. What are these street youths? Youths. <laughs> Um, oh man, who's your favorite character in New Girl? Real quick, just spitballing. Yeah, it's it's becoming Schmidt. It's Schmidt. It's Schmidt. It's so tough it's not to like him. His facial expressions, his one-liners. Gosh, he's hilarious. <laughs> Somebody was telling me this the other day too. Like, if you didn't know Schmidt well, you would hate him. Oh, one hundred percent. No one would like right. that guy. But if you know Schmidt well, you love him. I could do this all day. We just watched the uh, the the uh, episode where uh, Nick's uh, dad dies, and then Nick and then uh, Schmidt is putting his head into the casket and doing the do this all day. that's great. That's fantastic. That's good. That is an episode. Um, what were we talking about? Doctor Doom's gonna get pooped on. Okay. Little <laughs> little bits. I don't even have the last story. I, it clearly wasn't that important. Let's go ahead and go to hot or snot. Hot. Or snot. <laughs> Hot or snot is where we talk about the things we've read, watched, or seen in the last couple week or weeks. We're gonna start with you, Zane. Uh, keep it short and sweet here. Uh, let's see, snot. It was something that just actually just recently shared. I think it was today the the article that was shared of TikTok that now even Google is up in arms because they were stealing. Like IDs, or it was that they're coming after on Google. So for Android phones, so it wasn't just Apple that figured out that TikTok was stealing stuff. Well, now it's no surprise; it's Androids too. And let's see, Nick shared that article. But um, and then for me, hot like this is a really uh, a niche thing. I don't know if Robbie knows this, but September eighth. THQ Nordic is re-releasing Kingdoms of Amular Reckoning, except it's going to be re-reckoning, and they rebuilt it in 4K. I am excited. I told myself I have enough of a backlog that that I'm going to just replay my old games, and then I saw this. Yep, so September 8th, they're re-releasing it, rebuilt in 4K. So it's just not upscaled, like it's been rebuilt for this gen, and it looks fantastic. Ooh. So that's going to be, I'm assuming you have to pay. You have to pay for it, but yeah. D- is there a price point? Are they going to release it as a new like game? They're releasing it as is its own game. So it's actually called Kingdoms of Amular Re Reckoning, and it, it's releasing. So it's going to be sixty bucks. Well, I don't know if it's going to be sixty. Like I haven't seen any of that. Like it has its own like site, has everything like it's releasing on. It's coming with all DLC, everything that was on the original one. That's good. That's a so. All that will be included. And then, yeah, like I said, they completely, like, rebuilt it, revamped it to release on this gen. And, like I said, they have, awesome. they have the site for it. They have a trailer for it. And, like, I was just watching it the other day, and I'm like, I, I am all back in. So I'm back on that vibe, and it looks fantastic. So how have I not heard of this? How is this not news? That's a great right? game. Right? Well, to us, the people that played it, it was fantastic. But I think it was very largely overshadowed because it came out the same around the same time that Skyrim did, and so no one paid attention 
Like, no one paid attention to this game, so it completely flew under everyone's radar. And, and then, then it went to, then, then the funding went to yep, poop. And then everything yeah. went bankrupt, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah. Oh, wait, who was the baseball player again? It was, a uh... Kurt Schindler. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, and then it, it went into development just like Limbo for the longest time, because then no one bought its property, and then, uh, like, it was bought by THQ... And then THQ went out of business and then like THQ was bought by this other company and then they reformed another company. So it, it's this really monkey trail, but it switched hands a lot and never came to be. Yeah. But yeah, like I randomly saw this as I was, I was scrolling through stuff and I was like, this is, this is huge. At least for me, this is huge. And I know Robbie's going to love it as well. So I'm just like, I wasn't really planning on buying much more for games until PS5 came out, especially of remakes or anything like that but i'm like i I think i gotta pick this up when it comes out i'll have to watch the trailer because yeah it sounds really good but it'll depend on the price point i think right right but but i have time now this fall i didn't have you don't usually have time in the right so i mean right that's a a new thing Hmm. i love that news it's six out of six that news yes right i'll go next i'm gonna start with my snot i'm gonna talk about way of the puck way of the puck have you guys heard of this movie no, it sounds terrible. I'm I'm kind of shocked. Okay, so, um, do you guys remember the King of Kong? Uh, Fistful of Quarters. Yeah. So this this is what I had anticipated coming into this movie. Uh, the synopsis reads: a caricaturist, a clinical psychologist, a Buddhist wanderer, and an importer of wind up musical jewelry boxes battle each other for air hockey world domination and battle for the world to save their beloved sport from extinction. They are talking about air hockey, the game you play at arcades. And this is a documentary. It's an hour and 20 minutes. You can see this on Amazon. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can watch this for free. Um, And this is what I would assume Eric D. Anderson, the director and writer of this show, this is what I anticipated was his vision, was that it was like a fistful of quarters. And this was just not what I thought going into it. This was one of those movies where if you want to um, have a couple buddies over, have a drink or two, and make fun of a documentary, this is the documentary you should watch. These guys are, um, I want to be nice, they are not trending in the right direction in life. Their focus is all in on air hockey. And it shows these world tournament air quotes that they do where it's the same, you know, 50, 60 guys and gals. They talk about how they're good at it. They show clips of their previous tournaments. It's basically the same people playing and they're trying to make this an Olympic sport. And it, it is it's comical if you're if, if if you're a nerdy person and you like documentaries that are goofy this might be up your alley. It wasn't really for me. It is not like a fistful of quarters. That was what I thought it was going to be. That is a six out of six. Would you agree, Zane, that one? Oh, yeah. I, that's probably my all-time favorite documentary. I love right. that. Right. It might be the best documentary ever. Um, And I think they just didn't have enough here. And it's just these guys are just weird. There's just no other way of nicely saying it. They're weird. They're obsessed with, with something that doesn't need obsession. And... They don't have, in a documentary, you need really big life characters. So like a fistful of quarters, they had, uh, what was the the bad guy? <laughs> what was like the Billy something? What was his name? Yeah, uh, his Billy, name. Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Because he's been made fun of in other stuff. Oh, 
Billy Mitchell was horrible, and that's what they needed. And the good guy was like just this down to earth normal guy. That's what those that show needed. Doug Weeby. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh, thank you, Zane, for being on this episode. <laughs> I there were not guys in this like that. I can't remember any of their names. And in in their defense, I couldn't remember the names of the previous guys. But <laughs> they they weren't memorable. Uh, they didn't have character, and and I turned it off halfway through. So it's a one out of six. I fan fantastic this. Um, I usually try to finish these, and I just could not do it. Um, so you, you can check it out on Amazon if that's something you think that's up your alley. It is a short 80-minute watch, but it's painful. I got to about the 50-minute mark, and I was done. Um, I want to talk about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. real quick. So I am going to go ahead and put a spoiler warning right here for the series finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you are somebody that's watching it or plans on watching it, I want to just give you a warning. We'll make sure we put the uh, sh- uh, the time in the show notes of this and so you can uh, not, not check this out. So I'm going to put that spoiler bumper warning right This here. is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended its series this week after seven seasons. Um, I want to first tip my hat to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for making it seven seasons. I there I, I dipped out around season four and thought that this show was not worth people's time. I felt like this show uh, wasn't what we thought it was at the beginning. What we were prom- what it was promoted as was this will directly tie in with the MCU. And clearly, Ike Palmer and uh, Kevin Feige were not on the same page, and it just didn't work out. It had a couple cool connections with the Winter Soldier um, and Age of Ultron that I liked. Um, even with Age, uh, um, even down the line, it had even a couple more connections, but. Um, this series finale did something pretty incredible. I did not watch um, the series finale, but I did read about it afterwards. And uh, they used the quantum realm. So uh, the arc this season was that they were time traveling. They were doing a specific mission in time travel. And Fitz and Simmons, two of the scientists' main characters, ended up spending several years. Um, and they worked a way to time travel using the quantum realm. And Simmons uh, and Fitz, excuse me actually used in his own version of an Ant-Man suit. Um, so I, I just want to give credit to this series. Six out of six on, on an amazing finale. I didn't watch it, but if that connection did happen and the screenshot that I saw is real, I tip my hat to them for doing it. The fact that they were able to get in the quantum realm uh, is pretty incredible. Did you guys also hear that MODOK was uh, on tap to be the villain of season seven like marvel gave them the opportunity to do it but then took him back did you hear about that rumor i heard about that and i was like that would have actually been a really cool setup especially as for like a tv show villain like that would that would have been really cool i guess technically that's a little bit um but apparently they took it back at the last end. thank you robbie somebody needed to do it while i was talking <laughs> Apparently, they took it back, though. So it sounds like he's coming down the line, um, which will be really fascinating. It'll be interesting to see how that Amen goes. Amen 4, calling it now. He can be the uh, the villain in that. I'll be fine with that because he can Zane. die. I'd be A-okay with him being the, the Ant-Man 3 villain. Oh, I said Ant-Man 4. Doctor Doom's the Ant-Man 3 villain. Yeah, you're right. Die. Doctor Doom's an Ant-Man 3. <laughs> Finally, I want to talk about Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul. This is a free comic. 
uh, for us at least, the Infinity Bros, they they were kind enough to send us this comic to review. Um, Zane and Robbie haven't checked it out yet, but they're going to. Isaac yes. has a great review on the Infinity Bros website, so you can go check that out. Um, and I, I just want to start off by giving this one a five out of six. I really enjoyed this comic arc. Um, what I really like that they do a couple things that, that you'll just want to know is it is a futuristic um, telling of scripture stories from the Bible, from the stories of Saul. Um, but I liked a couple things they did with this. I really liked the choice they made to go with animals as the main characters. I really, really liked the art um, in this. Zane, I know you're a big fan of art when you read comic books. I, I think you're really, really going to enjoy this. Well, I was just going to jump in on that. Like, I haven't fully jumped in, like, the story on it, but I will say from what I have seen, I do actually really like the artwork. The artwork is very appealing. I also love that it's that futuristic aspect, and there's also kind of like a, a mech side to it. And if you bring mechs into anything, I will love and, it. And I really enjoy, and the thing that, and the way they're promoing this, which I would echo 100%, from my perspective as a fan, is the look of Star Wars is very prevalent on Yes, this. yes. It is definitely a, a love letter to Star Wars almost, I would say, this first chapter was that I read. The dialogue is great. The writing is great. I love how um, these characters are displaying their emotion, getting more into that artwork. Um, but these ships look sweet. I'm looking forward to the next couple chapters. I will definitely be purchasing some more issues of this comic. I highly recommend it. We will put a link in our show notes to check out Dominion, um, but also go to the Infinity Bros website, read Isaac's review. He nails it at one part in particular, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase what Isaac said, but I echo what he says. In this age as a Christian, and if you've never heard this on our show, we are a Christian air quote podcast, we're going to joke about things that aren't Christian, but at the end of the day, we're all looking at it through a Christian lens. As a Christian reading comics and as a Christian consuming content, it is incredibly frustrating to me at times to read some Christian books, to watch some Christian movies, to see some Christian TV shows. This is not one of those pieces of content. This is a piece of content that feels new. It feels fresh. Yes, it is a story. That is biblical, but I like the twists that they're taking with it. I like the decisions they're making to utilize these characters, make them look different, um, give them more life coming off the page, but also do it from a uh, a futuristic storytelling perspective that that includes things like includes uh, uh, themes like Star Wars and space and technology. I really enjoyed this. I highly recommend you check this one out. Um, we will have a link in the show notes to it. Let's make sure we support these guys. They are wonderful, and they are friends of the Infinity Bros uh, universe, so we want to make sure that we give them some love. So, Robbie, let's close out with you. All right, I will start with my snot. I don't have a lot for snot. So my first snot is, uh, uh, this is not comic book or geek related at all, but uh, me and Max and I are Lakers fans. Um, the, the Lakers have struggled in the bubble a little bit. Uh, and now we have to play the Trailblazers, who have been very hot, and, and Dame is pissed off. And and I am snotting Paul George and Patrick Beverly for pissing off Damian Lillard. <laughs> I don't like either of you, and I'm 
I'm very confident in the, in the Lakers and their ability to win. I think they have a much better team, but a mad Damian Lillard is, is not what I want to see, and I am snotting just those two guys. So that's my first snot. Um, my, my second snot, uh, it's very on the fence, I guess. I put in snot because that's kind of my initial reaction, but have you guys seen that uh, they're making uh, the Batman movie uh, A Death in the Family? Yes. And they're making it an interactive movie where you can – choose uh basically what happens i don't like that model i i think it's a stupid model just give me the actual story that you want to tell like i don't need to be picking what's happening obviously it it, it's cool in the aspect that i can go back and rewatch this movie multiple times and there's multiple ways that it could go i understand that that's that's a very interesting idea i just don't like the interactive model i want to sit there and watch what you want me to watch like you're the ones putting it together i want your story brought out in a linear line where i don't have to sweat if there's going to be a choice every 10 minutes or so i just i just don't like the interactive models that's that's a little bit of a snot i like the idea of having a death in the family movie though so it's they're gonna recycle old clips from batman under the red hood too and that's another thing too and i was like because yeah yeah i watched the trailer and i was like we, we can't we don't have new clips we can't make new yeah, clips. yeah i hate that i was like i hate that yeah. part of it because i was watching the trailer i was like is this the right trailer like really we're gonna make the same movie like you could probably go through it and you would just watch under the red hood which makes zero sense to me so yeah it, it's a snot unfortunately hopefully Maybe there'll be a path that's really, really good, and I'll give it a, I'll give that path a six out of six. But any other way, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just not for me. Um, on to my hots. Um, my first hot, and I haven't got to fully uh, immerse myself in it, but the Avengers beta is out. Yes. Um, I was able to play roughly ten minutes. Uh, we were all downstairs because we had tornado sirens going off. I turned it on. Um, the kid wanted to play Fall Guys, so I got 10 minutes of it. But during those 10 minutes, I was entertained. Um, it was really cool. You could, sw- so you, you were in one part, like, fighting as Thor, and then I switched and I was flying around like Iron Man, and I was fighting like Iron Man. Um, so just from that, I give it a hot, like, it has massive potential to be an amazing game. Will it be? I don't know. I hope it will. Um, so yeah, it's a hot. Another hot, because it's hilarious, Ryan Reynolds made a streaming service. Yes. <laughs> with one movie. And has anyone seen this movie? No. <laughs> no, the movie, that's the best part The movie Full Proof that I've never even heard of. I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I probably will not watch it, but just the fact that it exists in this world is enough for me to give it a hot, and I think it's great. <laughs> and then my last hot, uh, Jessica and I, uh, Jessica's my wife, um, we watched uh, a show on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum, which is a a show about uh, adults with autism that um, are trying to find love. Um, little backstory, I guess. Jessica and I both work with uh, children with autism. Um, I have years of experience working with adults and children with disabilities, as is, does my wife. So it was a really cool, interesting show to watch. I would say... If you have any interest or work with people with disabilities, it's a really awesome show because it it shows you the actual depth uh, that goes on in their mind that maybe 
a lot of people don't think about and, and it opens up a whole new realm um for these individuals to like live their lives and live their lives independently because they they want the same things we want uh it's just sometimes how they act or how they're represented is much different than us so i would suggest everyone go watch it there's a guy on there that i absolutely love because he reminds me of some of the kids that i work with and he's 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 awesome, and he would probably be Zane's best friend because he's all about anime. Um, oh, heck they, yeah. they they did a they did a describe like your 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 dream uh, woman for him, and he oh, no. he listed off like a like a perfect anime girl, and I was like ah, it's awesome. oh no, it. it's hilarious. <laughs> but no, I would encourage people uh, to go watch Love on the Spectrum if 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 for nothing more to just broaden your horizons on uh, the autism spectrum and uh. uh what these individuals actually experience and, and the fact that they do experience the same things that we do. That's my hat. Fantastic. Let's head over to the top five. D. We're going at three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every episode, we like to do a top five water cooler discussion based on a topic or topics that are coming up in the previous week or weeks. Sometimes we choose things that we're fighting about. Sometimes we choose things that we're joking about. This week, we decided to go with our top five most anticipated and potentially predicting DC fandom storylines. I do want to point out for the record that Zane did not want this top five (laughs) and was very frustrated that we chose it. DC fan do me. <laughs> Talking about the fan do me. Do you feel like, though, that anybody who thought we were a Christian podcast hears that and then just turns us off? Or is that not close enough to the line for them to turn off the show? We have Mark on here regularly. If that turns fans away, then they're just not listening to enough episodes. But what if this is like their first well, they're going to fall in love with the soothe sounding of my voice. And maybe fall in love with Zane. Zane is it, single, everyone. He's exactly. about having a wife. <laughs> and most importantly, speaking from the perspective of somebody who has to edit this, Robbie's chair isn't squeaking. Yes. Anymore. It's beautiful. Wonderful. I can move. Around. I haven't heard a squeak once. I have some movement here. I can move my Look hips. Look, you can move around move finally. You don't have to like sit still and hope that you don't make noise. I don't know. No one can actually see me moving around, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking my hips right now. Right. Yeah. Let's do the top five uh, most anticipated things for the fan do me uh, coming up this this uh, this week. A week from today. Zane. I can't even say it with a straight face. That's so bad. I don't like that. Zane, I don't like it. That'll be the first and last time I say that. Zane, um, why don't you go ahead and get us started since you're clearly the um, most grouchy of us talking about this subject. All right, so obviously my list is going to be incredibly facetious just because it can be. Oh, gosh. Number five for me, I just want an entire thing dedicated to bringing back Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, the stash just panel. pictures, just the stash panel. <clears throat> I want that. Bring that. Uh, let's that. go for number four. I want Matt Reeves to come out and tell us that Robert Pattinson's Batman isn't going to be all mopey the entire time with his parents dying because I'm tired of seeing Batman's parents dying. Tired of it. I don't I don't want to see it anymore. Wait. Batman's parents die? Yeah. I'm sorry that's to a, break. I'm sorry you had to hear it from me. That's incredibly sad. No wonder he's so I'm, 
I'm sorry you had to hear that from me. Confused. Confused individual. <laughs> he needs it, our love and support. Really even does. though he'll have a cool motorcycle, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> number three is I want someone, like, tell me I'm getting Constantine from somewhere. I want that to be a secret news from somewhere. That's a very good point. I didn't have that down. That's amazing. That's you totally stole one of mine just That's now. That's a good great job. point. Oh my gosh. I, I want someone either, I don't care, it doesn't have to be a feature, but someone somewhere to be like, hey, guess what? We're setting stuff up because we're going to bring Constantine either into our show, into a movie, and I don't care where it happens, just bring Constantine back in. Uh, number two, I want more Shazam. Like, I just, I really like that movie, and I know we're going to get stuff on, like, Black Adam, but to give me more on Shazam. I like of all the panel stuff and I know I was ripping on it, Zachary Levi's panel with Shazam, I like I, I'm all in on that. Like give me more Shazam. There's quite a few Shazam panels, if Is I there? remember correctly, yeah. Well then I'm all in on that. That's the one thing I'm gonna say I like about the uh DC fan do me. And then uh <laughs> my number one thing that I wanna see from this is just uh Power Girl, and that's it. There is a cosplay corner, so you can go there and get all the Power Girl you want. <laughs> I have to say, Zane, this is definitely your spiciest episode. That wasn't a bad list, actually. <laughs> your list wasn't bad, but this is definitely your spiciest episode. Uh, you know, I like to be... Sp- you are in a mood. When you watch UFC, you Dude, get in a mood. yeah. It's just been a spicy evening. Are they still on an island? Are they still on an island in the UFC? No, that was in July when they were doing Fight Island. Why do they just keep the island? Because they could come back and do it in the States. That's a stupid idea. Fight Island was great. Fight Island was definitely cooler because it was like Mortal Kombat, but yeah, exactly. Only one person gets to leave the island, right? That's how it works. Yeah. Like everyone gets locked in the ring. Yeah, Dana White was the only one that got to leave. <laughs> now would have been a really great time to go the warrior route and Ooh, make it a tournament. Make a tournament that would be cool. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's that would be legit. Do like a one million dollar cash prize or something, or or whatever the dollar amount needs to be. Yeah, that, to get them to one million probably it. wouldn't do it for people, but <laughs> I mean, I'd watch They'd it. Do it for me, right? I'd I'd, I'd think about it. Um, I'll go next, Zane. I'm going to repeat some of the stuff you have. I, yeah, I'm actually shocked at how close our lists are. Power Girl, um, Shazam two. I want. Yeah, I, I am. I am shocked. I okay. Number five. I want Shazam two, but I want them to tell me Black Adam is actually in it. Okay. I don't yeah. want to dance around the subject that The Rock might be in it in the future. I want him to be in it. And I also want there to be a justi- a true Justice League connection. So either a scene or scenes with Wonder Woman or Aquaman. That's what I want from Shazam 2. I want some connection to that. Um, Number four, you nailed it, Zane. A Constantine movie. Period. Yes. Bring back the same actor who yes. did it for the show. He should He's do perfect. a movie. Let's do a Justice League Dark. Let's bring Zatanna in. I know we've talked about Zatanna in previous stuff. Let's have her be in it. You can have a you could have the new Batman in it. I don't care. Just make make Constantine and let's go. Or let's get, get another Batman. Back. We could always just yeah. I don't, don't care for more yeah. Batman. If if you it's a multiverse, we have a billion. Batman. As long as they don't show his parents dying again or Uncle Ben. Well, how would you know he got such a tragic backstory then, Zane? Well, I'm just saying they didn't have to do it for Spider Man, so they don't need to do it for Batman. Because every single Batman movie, they kill his parents. Uh, they did it twice in uh, Batman vs. Is Batman vs. Superman a Batman movie, or is that like a Superman movie? Uh, it's a terrible movie. The Unlimited Cut is an okay movie. 
It's a it's a doomsday movie. It's a naked monkey movie. It's it's a Lex Luthor movie. <laughs> hey, he tried really hard. He flipped the painting Gosh, upside down. It was like down. zany Lex Luthor too. He's like <laughs> he's like Adam Sandler and Robin Williams and like just crazy. A little bit of Jeff Goldblum. Gave <laughs> 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 it a virus. Uh, we need to uh, 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 steal Martha. Huh. Huh? Both are Martha. Yeah, kryptonite. Number three, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad. I want this to star Ben Affleck. I want Ben Affleck in it. I want them to reveal that Ben Affleck is going to be in it and that he's coming back just for this one. Um, I think James Gunn could do a lot with him. I think there'd be fun connection to that. And I want one good guy to be in it that's very, very famous. That's what I want. I know we're not going to get it, and I trust James Gunn completely. I just think it'd be cool to have Ben Affleck in it. Just my personal. So the guy that doesn't want more and more Batman wants more Batman. No, no, no. That's not what I said. That's first off. That's Zane. Yeah. Zane's the one that has said on on record that he doesn't want more Batman. When was the record? Because I don't remember Zane being on the show. The record was was a couple episodes ago. You were on that episode. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's fine. I wasn't here. (laughs) We'll just say it didn't happen (laughs) to fit your narrative. Um. Number two, for the Justice League Snyder Cut, I want it to be a six-episode series. And I want them to say, if we watch this enough, we're going to continue the series and let let the season end with... Like, I want it to be a season that ends with what they originally planned, where Darkseid wins, and then they have to assemble more members of the Justice League. That's what I want. Um, That would be really cool. HBO can handle it financially. Finally, and then and then also to Snyder can do whatever he wants for a couple seasons. He can artistically do whatever he wants with whatever he wants, and the characters can all do what they want. Finally, for I want a Watchmen season two. I want Jordan Peele to direct it. Ooh. That's what I want. I want I want them to announce Jordan Peele is directing Watchmen season two. Watchmen is, in my opinion, the greatest care. Uh, Watchmen is, in my opinion, the best thing DC's put out in a long time. The only thing that I think is better than Watchmen right now is probably Joker. That movie would be the only thing that I would consider to be the best thing out there. So that is my top five. Robbie, I will pass it off to you to close this out. So my number five would just be, oh, and he leaves. Oh, I'm just talking to Zane now. Oh, hey, boo. We should just talk because hey. Max left and now it's just you and me. Because he's going to have to edit this out anyways. He will have to edit it out. So, uh, Power Girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who would your, who's your number one actress for Power Girl? I, or do I you want to, do you want a Power Girl like reveal? Or do you just want like the cosplay Power Girl? Like what do you, no, what I want to reveal. You, what do you I want her oh, in something. Okay. Oh, Max is back. We should probably start oh, okay, talking yep. about what we're actually going to talk he's, about. He's, He's gonna edit that out. Anyways. What, were you, what were you talking about while I was gone? Nothing. Listen to the, listen to the cast. We were just yeah. We were just we were just thinking about uh, who could uh, be best in certain roles. Yeah. In the DC is this universe. our last episode? Uh, <laughs> what number is it? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. We had a good run. It was a good run. All right. So my number five. Um, my number five would be a Flashpoint trailer. So I, I'm not necessarily asking it. We're not going to get a trailer because obviously nothing's been filmed. But 
even a guideline for how they're handling Flashpoint would would thrill me. I don't necessarily want it to be a 100% Ezra Miller film like they're they're alluding to because Flashpoint is so much more deep than that. Um where obviously you're kind of following his story, but his story is connected to all these other big stories and I know uh Max and uh Mark talked about on an earlier podcast where they're talking about that they won't have um the war between atlantis and themyscira which would in my opinion and is a huge mistake i think that's a big part of that entire story it's what brings all of those characters into the same area which gets you the results that they're looking for for going back in time and all that that so that's my opinion on i i want something about flashpoint and what they're thinking of doing okay my number four would be a suicide suicide squad game trailer so we got the pictures. We got the pictures like the the, the Suicide Squad thing on uh, what appears to be Superman. And that's amazing because think how many games are out there superhero wise where you get to be the villains and you're going after the super powered guys. Like I was thinking of it kind of as like it's basically the boys. Like yeah. you're the boys, but you're you're a team of villains trying to go after Superman, who's actually good, but you don't right. care. That's just that's just the target. It's the boys. So as a video game, that sounds great to me. I I would love uh, a, a trailer would be awesome. I would even take a roster of Suicide Squad villains that you get to play with. That I would take that. I think that would be awesome. Um, my number three would be the Batman trailer. Give me a trailer. Give me something um because all the little images we get are just it's the same thing we had with ben affleck's like yeah really cool pictures i can set it up as my wallpaper but like i guess what i agree with what zane was saying no all flash no substance give me substance give me the trailer i want to see if i can really believe robert pattinson as the batman that's what i want um and then number two same same thing zane was saying no i want I want Flash, but I want the substance. I want the Black Adam trailer. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about getting Dwayne The Rock Johnson signed so that we can make him Black Adam. Give me a Shazam versus Black Adam trailer, movie, whatever. Give me something. Because I understand Dwayne Johnson can hold his own movie for whatever because he makes more money than any other movie star in the world right now. Um, Still him and zachary uh uh levy levi's zachary how do you say his levi Levi. they're i just imagine those two on screen together and it's seen it just sounds like gold oh yeah like that that should be dc's whole thing because those two would bounce perfectly off of each other that so that's my dream i want more of that i would love just to see them both on stage staring at each other in full costume i would take that that would be great with all the like zachary can have his foam muscles and the rock can just be the rock, <laughs> the rock it'll, be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be awesome and then this will never happen because that's not how they do things but my number one is i want them to announce that patty jenkins is taking over all creative control over the dc universe Ooh. Yeah, I've said that. I we have said that before on this show. She give her ownership of Justice League. She, She's a killer. She is well thought out. 
I have I have all the the thoughts in the world that uh, Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be amazing. I have no doubts about it. I I after Wonder Woman, I I'm handing over the keys to her. She she is who you want leading that charge, and that's I I love that. I, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want Patty Jenkins I, taking over creative control. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, Robbie. You're nailing that take. That's awesome. That's a perfect one to end on. I think we all agree on that one. So. Zane, thank you for coming on. You were a little edgier and spicier today, <laughs> but great. I'm glad you were awesome. here. You know, I just want to make Mark proud of me. So I'm hoping I'm You're hoping I did that. A lot more than that, Zane. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. You know, benchmark. You know, it's called having There's it's called benchmark. having goals, Max. That a boy, Zane. <laughs> proud of you. Robbie, we got you on a DC episode. We're this is a like a true DC episode and you were on. hundred percent DC. We're a DC podcast, right, Isaac? No, no. Isaac thinks because he runs all our social media that he's like calling the shots, right, Meow? And I gotta tell you, he's not wrong on some ways. Right, but we're a DC podcast. We're not a DC. Podcast, Welcome to the people. Infinity Bros DC podcast. Glad you came and listened. This this is my rebuttal to the statement. Show me some other news. Exactly. And I'll talk about it. DC's doing something right. If that we keep talking about. Them. Show me another fan do me. Show me another Batman. How many Batmans can we get in one movie? We got Key and Affleck and Pattinson. James Gunn. That's why I said that. I mean, you could give me Terry McGinnis and I'd be happy. But give have Christian Bale come back. But they won't all connect all the. They won't. They won't. That would make sense. Well, guys, thank you again so much. You guys were fantastic. This was a fun episode, and thank you, listener, wherever you listened, however you listened. Thanks for making us part of your day, week, weekend, evening, morning, LMNOP. Whatever, we're grateful for you. Unless you're Chad. You could, yeah, unless you're Chad, but he's not listening. You don't have to worry about that. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out on infinitybros.com, Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, wherever you listen to your, uh, your music, your podcast, whatever. As always, we love you 3000. We will talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.